Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiries and referrals to your beautiful soul-led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen and let's begin. Welcome everyone. Um, I'm going to let you in on a little secret here. This is actually the third time I've tried to record this podcast this morning because I keep going off on tangents and on rants. Um, I'm going to try not to do that. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to try and be professional <laughs> and be really honest. But what I would like to say, just to cover myself, because I, I could go off on a tangent or a rant, I just want to say right from the outset, what you're about to hear is my professional opinion only. Okay, I'm not speaking for the masses. It's just my professional opinion only. It's just my opinion. Okay, take it or leave it, whatever, you agree with it or not. It's just my opinion. We all have them. This is just a platform I use to express mine. So I did have an agenda for today, which is I want to teach you how to get more inquiries for your private practice, of course. Um, I think that's really, really important and it's become clear to me recently uh, why it's not happening. And so I want to give you some strategies for that. So if you're not driving and if you are at home or you're at work or whatever, um, go and grab your Private Practice with Soul podcast journal and a pen because you will want to make some notes. But before I get started on that, I'm going to um, get onto the bit that got me a bit ranty before. So, <laughs> um, yeah. So you if if you're working as a counselor in Australia or you're studying as a counselor in Australia then you're no doubt aware or hopefully you, sh- you should be aware um that there's a move at the moment to create national standards right for counselors and psychotherapists and apparently you know the health committee's um going to give $300,000 towards the cost of the development of these standards over the next 2 years and then they're uh, anticipated to come into place in uh, yeah 24 months in in 2026 right probably July so this has caused some concern and some confusion da 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 da, da. i think Mainly the reason that it's caused some concern and confusion is because we're being told about it after the horse has bolted. Um, there's been a lack of cons- consultation with the counselling community, with the broader counselling community. Um, and we're just kind of being told, yeah, after the fact, oh, by the way, we're going to go and set up these standards. I think the other thing that's a little bit of a concern from my perspective anyway is that we've got two counselling bodies who both call themselves the peak counselling body but they both have different opinions about things Um, I mean really is it any wonder that there's so much confusion about the role of counsellors in Australia it drives me batty but anyway I I wish that they would just join forces and and come together and and be a cohesive unit That, that I would love like one peak body anyway 
We don't have that at the moment. We've got a hot mess. It's really embarrassing as a profession to have so many different groups all calling themselves peak bodies and, and trying to and not agreeing on a lot of things and da da da. I think it's just really messy, really embarrassing. I wish that they would do something about it, but again, just my opinion. Now, um, this morning I contacted both Philip Armstrong, the CEO of ACA, and Joanna DeWeaver, who's the CEO of PACFA, um, and I invited them to join us on a Zoom in our group. So um, I'll just read you that email quickly. Um, and you, I've uploaded the email in the Counselors Connect group so you can go and have a look at it too there. Um, but it basically just says, you know, um, I hope the message finds you well. My name's Brooklyn. I have the privilege of representing a combined and growing community of over 14,000 counsellors. I'm reaching out today to propose a collaborative online meeting to provide an opportunity for a fruitful discussion and exchange of ideas on a subject that significantly affects our profession, the potential development and implementation of the national standards. As ACA slash PACFA have been pioneering organization in this field your insights have been valuable to us it would greatly enhance our understanding and appreciation of your intentions regarding the national standards and how it could shape the future of the profession considering the size and diversity of our community you may appreciate there's a multitude of perspectives on this issue having the chance to hear from you directly would be an extremely beneficial experience for my members they would also welcome the opportunity to share their thoughts concerns and suggestions during this conversation fostering a better and more transparent dialogue within the community we propose to conduct this meeting via Zoom. Could you please share some dates and times that best suit you over the next few weeks? Blah, blah, blah. So they both got the same email, um, packed for an ACA, and um, that was sent off um, two hours ago now. As yet, haven't heard back from either of them, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> I don't expect immediate responses. <laughs> They're probably thinking, who the heck is this Brooklyn woman? <laughs> what's she doing <laughs> um yeah because one of the other things too is like when I was having a look uh at both of their websites I see uh PACFA has 7,000 members and ACA has 11,000 members but in my community has got 14,000 so I think it's very important that I you know try and pull everybody together I'll bring everybody together so that we can have these important conversations because they're not doing that um and yeah well not yet anyway now side note somebody in the Councils Connect Australia group did say hey you know who on earth is this Philip Armstrong guy um and so I thought yeah fair question so I went and grabbed his um profile off the ACA page which you can go and see yourself it's um you just go to www.theaca.net.au philip armstrong and it will come up now the thing that was very interesting for me was right so i shared the link in the group so people got the bio i did it for joanna as well so people know the bio very interesting philip started this group and i'm not you know I don't have any ill feeling to a Philip or anything like that I'm just stating facts here okay but he started this this group this society membership club whatever you want to call it he started it and he's given himself level four bless you know uh, who wouldn't come on if you're going to start your own group you'd put yourself at level four wouldn't you but he's listed his qualifications and apart from a bachelor of counseling that he did in 1999 he <laughs> 
he's got, it's not funny. It's not funny. Actually, it's very scary because he's actually listed mail order qualifications. He's got a, I, I don't know if, if you're my age or not, you may remember this, but do you remember um, being a little kid? And going through, I don't know, New Idea or the Women's Weekly or whatever publication it was. And towards the back, there would be this um, section for correspondence courses that you could do. He's done those. He's done two of them. And he's listed them as qualifications on his website. So he did the Diploma of Psychology through ICS, which is called the International Correspondence Schools. He's got that. It's not funny. But it's, yeah. I, I'm laughing, but it's not funny. But he's he's got mail order qualification on his list there times two. He did it for psychology and then he's done it again for child psychology. And I just think, hmm. And then he's put under specialties, marketing your private practice. I would just say, you know, if he was my client, I would probably just say maybe don't list mail order qualifications on your website as qualifications because I don't think that they give you that much credibility. But anywho... Um, the other thing that kind of intrigues me about this is that um, here we have, and again, it's just facts. I'm not, I'm not picking on Philip or anything like that. I think it's great that somebody with a bachelor and some mail order qualifications has been able to go and and do the amazing things that he's done. I mean, setting up the the whole membership in the first place and getting it seen and doing all of the things. And I appreciate his well intentioned and everything. So it's nothing about that. But I think one of the things that really gets under my skin about this is that here we've got a, a, a leader of an organisation with mail order qualifications and a bachelor saying to other people who have more legitimate qualifications, let's just say, than a mail order one, maybe people with a diploma or a grad dip or something, something like that, that they can't be in the club because they're not qualified enough or they can't be at a certain level because they're not qualified enough. It just, I don't know, that just doesn't feel right to me. Like, I don't know, I just, I don't get it. And it's not because I'm not in the club, I'm not in the club. Um, I did apply to be in the club about two or three years ago. I said, hey, you know, because I thought I needed to, to be a supervisor, turns out you don't, by the way. Um, but anyway, uh, back at the time, I submitted all my transcripts. Now I've got like Graduate Diploma of Psychology, Bachelor of Arts with Psychology, Sociology, Statistics. I've done Masters of Psychology, Counselling. And then I did my whole PhD was Counselling Interventions. It was CBT and um, Solution-Focused Therapies and stuff like that. He told me, no, I couldn't do it because I wasn't qualified. But there, he's sitting on a bachelor's and some mail order qualifications. So that's what I mean. Like it just, it just rubbed me the wrong way. And since that all happened, it's just not sat right with me. And it doesn't sit right with me that um, the leader of this organisation is now telling people that are more qualified than him what level they can be or not be, and that now he's going to be influential in developing national standards like. No disrespect, um, nothing bad to say about him. It's just the, the facts here. And you can go and see them for yourself on the website. I'm not sure how you feel about that. Um, but as somebody who did invest hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars in her education um, and years and years and years in private practice, like I'm in my 27th year of private practice now, to be told like, no, you can't be part of the club. With, with this it just it doesn't make any sense to me I respect his decision whatever but anyway the bigger issue is th this qualification 
collection here now being responsible and influential in creating national standards just worries me a little bit and I would love to have a conversation around that and um, the other thing too is I went and checked Joanna Um, she was easy enough to find on LinkedIn which was um, good and I can see there um, where is it let me just I've lost my page I'm just bringing it up now. Hang on one moment. So if you go to LinkedIn and maybe you want to follow her or something, um, you can see that her education was that she did a Bachelor of Arts like me and then she did a grad dip, but she did it in uh, media, (laughs) communications. Um, Yeah, and she's also got a certificate of e-marketing And she's got an associate diploma of advertising. She's the CEO of PACFA. Now, this is interesting to me because, uh, again, it's just my personal view, just my personal opinion. Nothing. I've never met the woman. I don't know what she's like. I respect her position and I respect her authority. But I'm just questioning, like, if you've never done counselling or you haven't been a counsellor, how can you be making national standards like I don't get it um her her background in terms of work is she's been the CEO of PACFA for just over two years now but prior to that she was the general manager advocacy and leadership for the Society of Pharmacists of Australia hospital pharmacists of Australia um and she was advocating there for issues of patient safety and um quality care related to medicines management and medicine shortages in hospitals. Prior to that, she worked for the RANZCP, so the Royal Australian and New Zealand College of Psychiatrists, um, doing media. And then she was uh, the senior manager of communications uh, and media for the Brotherhood of St. Lawrence. So, her, her background has been largely around media um, and advocacy. So I don't know who she's advocating for because I don't know enough about her yet or, and I don't know enough about what she's been doing. Like is she advocating for counsellors or is she advocating for only clinical counsellors or is she advocating for the general public or like I'd love to – I hope she agrees to come onto one of the Zooms because I would really love to hear more about how she sees her role in terms of uh, looking after us and, and influencing our profession, because let's face it, she's got a she's got a big job on her hands, hasn't she? Um, if you go over to the PACFA website, you can see um, her welcome address um, from Di Stowe, who was the then PACFA president, who says that. Um, Yeah, Joanna's worked in advocacy, media and communications for nearly 20 years. Um, What else does it say? Yeah, these projects, the ones I already mentioned to you, demonstrate her outstanding advocacy skills and passion for high-quality healthcare. She's excited to, you know, work with us, essentially. Looking forward to promoting the expertise of counsellors and psychotherapists as allied health professionals. So, yeah. That's that. Um, And it says there that she's got a Bachelor of Arts and a Graduate Diploma in Communication. 
She lives in Melbourne's northern suburbs. So, yeah, I want to read more. The other thing that I've done is I also managed to get a hold of, hang on one second. What's it called? A transcript. Um, now, this happened in on Friday the 13th of August in 2021. So just a few months after she'd been appointed uh, to the CEO role at PACFA, um, she attended the Mental Health and Suicide Prevention Select Committee. And I'm just reading over it all now. I've only skimmed it and I don't want to say anything inaccurate. I want to make sure I've got it all right. But I just want to give myself a little caveat here. But it's something about I'm going to take this down to Benton's, right? Benton's is a farm near me where I love to go. Um, I'm taking this document, I've printed it off, I'm taking it to Benton's this afternoon so I can go and have a cup of tea and a snack and I'm just going to get out the highlighter and uh, highlight everything. But it's got, it's a full transcript of um, herself and Di speaking to the board. Um, but I think there was something in it. And as I said, I've only skimmed it. Um, it looks like it's all single spaced and I've got seven pages of it to go through. But I think on there she was talking about um, – counsellors being the same as psychologists and getting the same outcomes and um, you know it's all relational and stuff like that which I thought was very interesting um, especially because now she's looking to create national standards. Um, I find that interesting like on one hand we're saying well we're all doing the same thing and it's all going really well and then on the other hand saying well I think we need to introduce some national standards and I want to be part of that so I don't know we'll just see what that's going to look like um also I noticed if I just jump into I think it was the ACA website just while I've got you here because this is important too um, where is it? I think it's in the it's in the media section or something. If they've got one, um, oh, I can't find it. But I thought I read somewhere that it is shutting down pathways for diploma or something. I will find it and I'll put the link in the show notes and I'll also share the link in the Counselors Australia Connect group. I'm just going to make a note of that for myself because, again, I want to make sure I'm giving you the correct information. So um, I will get my hands on that. So Diploma for Counselors. Yeah. I don't know what the words that they used were. It was something like being discontinued or um, the recognition of it's being discontinued, not the courses. I thought there was a section called media, but... Oh, here we go, news. It's not the easiest website to navigate. Oh, provisional membership, there we go. I can read it out. I, okay, so they're saying um, provisional membership of the ACA is open to graduates who've completed a non-ACA accredited Australian qualifications framework, level five diploma of counselling that's nationally accredited and listed under the national training package. 
ACA has intentionally not included this membership level within the scope of practice as the scope is defined against skill levels that the ACA is aware of due to provisional membership being open for graduates of non-ACA accredited diplomas. This scope is unable to define against the ACA accreditation process what skills these graduates have. Provisional is a non-voting ACA member. And then it says provisional membership will no longer be available to new applicants from the 1st of July. So this is like super important because the 1st of July is only five weeks away. But here's what you need to know. It says any diploma of counselling that is not accredited by the ACA and not completed by the 30th of June will no longer be eligible for ACA provisional membership uh, as that provisional membership will cease as of the 1st of July. So it goes on to say that if you've completed and graduated from a non-ACA accredited diploma of counselling by the 30th of June, you can apply for your provisional membership. This will mean that new ACA members applying after the 1st of July will be required to have completed an ACA accredited course in counselling. In instances where an applicant has used recognition of prior learning to gain credits towards their qualification, ACA will accept a maximum of 40% RPL, otherwise the qualification will not be recognised. What does this mean for current provisional members? As a current provisional member, um, you will have two years to upgrade to level one membership, which will require having completed 25 hours of documented supervision and be more than 12 months post qualification in supervised practice. So I just thought that was really interesting for you to know and be aware of. Anyway, um, again, kind of gets my goat given the qualifications of the people that are in charge of the ACA but that's just me I'm sure I'm probably the only one that's getting offended by that <laughs> I'm sure other people are probably quite fine with it and there's probably a whole bunch of other people that never knew about it anyway so that's okay <laughs> I'm gonna move on with my life and I'm gonna move on with this podcast episode as well uh, what have we got here Oh, lovely. Okay, I just got two notifications from Etsy that just sold two products. That's nice, isn't it? Very excited about creating additional passive income through digital products. It's so much fun to just be able to sit here and be talking to you and just get little notifications pop up on my phone um, from Stripe or from Etsy saying, hey, you just made a sale. It's like, that was easy. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay, so what I want to talk with you about today is why you're not getting the inquiries that you want despite doing all the things you think that you need to do, like posting on social media and stuff like that. So um, I'm just going to sort of cut to the chase here because we've already done other podcast episodes on, um, you know, how to market your practice and things like that. But what I want to share with you is you do need to have a way of um, building an audience because you could have the best website, you could have the prettiest Instagram feed ever, um, you could have the best messaging ever and all of that. But if you don't have an audience, nobody's there to hear it. Kind of like that whole, if a tree falls in the forest, is there anyone there to hear it? No. Um so it's the same, like you could have the best counselling offer, you could have the best counselling package, you could have the best whatever it is, but if there's nobody there to sell it to, nobody's going to buy it. And then what's going to happen 
is potentially you're going to feel like, why on earth am I doing all of this work if nobody's buying? Where are all the clients? And you're going to be down on yourself and think you're doing something wrong and, you know, hate marketing. And I don't want anybody to hate marketing because marketing is helping people, right? Marketing is how you help. So that's what I want you to know. So today I'm not going to talk about, you know, your messaging and your branding and stuff like that. Today I want to talk about um, how you can build your audience so that you've got people that are ready to buy from you, whether that's buying a session, buying your program, buying your membership, buying your, I don't know, um, your ebook, whatever it is you're selling through your private practice. Um, I want to make sure that you get sales and I want to make sure that those sales are coming through in a way that feels really aligned for you and really easy. Okay. So, um, you know, when we are building an audience, there are a couple of ways to do it. You can do it with free things. You can do it with paid things. Here's what I want you to know. When you do it with free things like a free lead magnet, and I have a free lead magnet that I give away to build my audience. Um, when you're giving away a free lead magnet, so lead magnet just means you're giving away something free of charge. So the person isn't paying for it, but they are giving you their email address. So we say it's free of charge. Um, so you're giving them something. It could be a checklist. It could be a quiz, you know, it could be an ebook, whatever it is, but you're giving them something in exchange for their email address. Now, if you don't have a follow-up email sequence in place, it's unlikely that that person who's just downloaded your free thing is then going to go and book a session with you. Why? Because they don't know you. Um, and by having an email sequence in place, you're going to be able to build, you know, in the ether, a relationship with that person. They're going to get used to seeing your name. They're going to get used to reading your story. They're going to get used to seeing your content. Okay. So that's why email is so, 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 so important. And I really feel like if you want to build your audience, email is the place to do it because yesterday, so yesterday was the 23rd of May, Instagram was down. Did you, did you see that? Like for those of you who are on it, Instagram was down for like an hour, which is a big time um, in, you know, <laughs> the online world. But what else did I want to say there? So anything that happens on Instagram and Facebook, whether you've got your memberships or you're running your courses or your paid groups or communities and things like that, all that stuff there belongs to Facebook and Instagram. That's part of the terms of service that you agree to when you sign up with them and when you use their platforms, right? But they could say, well, do you know what? We don't want you on here anymore. We're shutting you down. We're going to shadow ban you. So shadow banning happens on Instagram. Um, you never know that you've been banned, um, but you've been you've been banned. Instagram stops sharing your posts. You get very little reach. Da, 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 da. To you, it looks like everything's normal. It's kind of like being blocked. <laughs> it looks like everything's just kind of normal, but you just you just can't do you can't get the engagement and the interactions uh, until you try and do something, and then you realise you've been shadow banned. 
So they can shadow ban you, which impacts your business if you're relying on Instagram for business. Um, But also with Facebook, they can shut down your group. They could shut down your page. They could um, block you. They could, you know, revoke your access, do all those things. And they do do these things every single day. Um, They could do all of that. And then you have gone and lost your whole, you know, community. Uh, So you want to not only rely on social media you want to have something that's just yours that nobody can ever take away from you and that's your email list so one of the things that i see a lot and we see this in the digital product success hub private practice 101 marketing with soul these programs that i use to help you with your businesses um so many people will have a free lead magnet and no follow-up sequence so they're just giving away stuff for free They're getting the email addresses of people who were interested in that stuff and they're not doing anything with it. And they're saying, my diary is empty. I need clients. Do I need to create another lead magnet? The answer is no. Stop creating lead magnets. You only need one really good lead magnet. Um, And what's going to make it really good is that it's going to solve a problem for your client. It's going to give them a taste of what it's like to work with you and the outcomes that they could get. Um, And it's going to have a follow-up email sequence that's going to lead to them booking a call. Now, if you're in my groups, you will already have access to a welcome email sequence, a book a call email sequence. So if you're in Private Practice 101 or Marketing with Soul or Digital Product Success Hub, just jump into your portal. I've already made them for you. You're just going to use them as templates and you're going to um, just personalize them, put your own brand personality into them and stuff like that, right? So you've already got them. So what you're going to do is I want you to go into Flowdesk. So I use Flowdesk if you're using something else. It might be um, MailerLite, ConvertKit, MailChimp, something like that. Um, I use Flowdesk. If you want Flowdesk, I can give you a 50% off coupon for it. So message me, let me know, and I'll give you that. I think I pay, I don't know, $12 a month for it or something now. Anyway, it's super affordable, but it's just really easy to use and it's beautiful, beautiful, beautiful software. But anyway, I want you to go into your audience And then from audience, I want you to go to segments and you're going to create a segment that's connected to the opt-in page for your lead magnet. And then you're going to go and create a workflow or an email automation for that segment, right? So that every time somebody comes and downloads your thing, they're going to be able to um, get the uh, email sequence from you so that email sequence it's four or five emails it goes through like there's a strategy behind it um, you know you need to know the steps of course you don't just say hey now you've got this come and book a session no we have to warm them up first and we do that gently gently slowly slowly um, and then at the end of that we invite them to book a call so there's a process and I think Um, that's really going to help you build your audience. So get a really good lead magnet that's high converting. High converting simply means it's going to get lots of downloads and set up your email workflow. And that's definitely going to help you get inquiries. Okay. Um, The other thing that I would suggest would be, you know, 
creating really valuable content. And that doesn't mean necessarily writing stuff that lights you up. I mean, hopefully it does because you're working in the right niche and you love what you're doing. But sometimes the things that we least expect will be the things that really take off. And I've shared this with you before too, but I'll just say it again quickly. Um, I used to really love creating all these beautiful diaries and journals and affirmation cards and things like that. Um, And yeah, they'd sell from time to time or people would download them from time to time. You can go to my website. It's um, theprivatepracticecoach.com or it's um, brooklynstorm.com. They both point to the same website now. Um, But you can go there and you can see, I think I've got 12 free things that people will free of charge things that people can download right and the value of that was that it shows me when I go into Flowdesk I can see oh this one looks to be really popular this one's not this one's sort of average in terms of downloads so it really helps you figure out what your audience really wants and one of the other things that I have is um a collection of referral letter templates. Now, it's probably not the best name for them. It certainly doesn't feel like the best name for them, but it's six templates done in Word that people can brand as their own, put their own logo on it, put their own font on it, their own colors on it. Um, But in there, it's like, um, here's a template for when you receive a referral from a doctor. Here's a template for if you want to receive a referral from a doctor. Here's a template for a progress update for a client, you know, if you're delivering services where you've got to do progress updates. Um, Here's a therapy closure letter or a discharge summary. Some people call them that. I don't know why. We're not doctors. But anyway, um, a a therapy closure letter is what I prefer to call it, um, et cetera, et cetera. Now, That is a very boring set of forms, but it's been downloaded over a thousand times. Can you believe that? Yeah, I've got other products that are so beautiful to look at and that are so effective and so powerful and they've had like 20 downloads. So you just never know what your audience needs and that's why I think it's great to have a few different lead magnets. You will see one start to emerge as the winner And then you'll just stop with the others and you'll just focus on using that one, get the email address and then start sending out the emails, right? Using the templates that um, you've got. You can also get the templates. I've listed them on um, Etsy on the Hey Therapist Etsy store. So you can find that just by going to heytherapist.etsy.com. So you can go in there. I've got the templates for a welcome sequence. I've got a nurture sequence. I've got a book a call sequence, stuff like that. They're less than 10 bucks, but they're going to make you like if you're charging $150 a session, it's kind of a no brainer, right? <laughs> so um, plus if you get three products or more from the Hey Therapist Etsy store, you get 50% off. So that's kind of nice too, right? So anyway, um, just getting back onto this, there are other ways that you can build your list as well. Um, uh, Like you could have uh, some kind of e-news subscription, so like a newsletter subscription, something like that. When you're writing your emails, of course, ask questions so that people will hit reply. You want them to do that because it increases open rates, it increases click-through rates, it stops um, the likelihood of emails going to junk and spam and being missed and stuff like that. And it really helps you um, build 
engagement with your list and, and really, really nurture them. Um, there are some other things that you can do as well that are really, really effective. Like if you need a quick audience boost, you need to add a whole lot of people to your audience really quickly, collaborate and network with someone. So what that would look like is think about your niche, think about your client, and then think about all the types of people that currently help that client at the moment. And then what you're going to do is go off and find, you know, some of those people that are already working with your client group. You're going to say, hey, let's take over each other's Instagram for a week. Or you're going to say, hey, let's, um, you know, run a, a mastermind together for three days or something like that. And you're going to get um, access to their audience. They're going to get access to you and your knowledge and your expertise, right? When you're going to do a collaboration, always, always make it about the other person though, right? So this is a this is a pain in the butt for me. Do you know how many emails I get from people saying that they want to be on my podcast? Now, it's so annoying because I can tell they've never even listened to the flipping podcast, right? And I know that because if they had, they would know there's just a solo podcast. I never have people on. It's just me. It's just me riffing <laughs> with you as you're driving along in the car to your next appointment or wherever you're going it's just us it's just you and I I don't I don't like those types of interviews because I feel like when you've got a guest on it's just like you got to waste 15 minutes with the banter and I can't be bothered listening to the banter I mean it's probably the autism in me coming out but I'm just not that sort of person and I just want to get straight to the heart of things and yeah anyway so why on earth are people pitching that they want to be on my podcast? But the other thing too is there's nothing in it for me. It's all about them. It's all about how wonderful they are, how amazing they are, how they do this awesome thing. They've got their own signature method for something, da, 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 da. It would be, I would be more inclined to collaborate with someone if they said to me, hey, Brooklyn, I want to collaborate with you. Here's why. You've got access to an audience of 14,000 plus counsellors growing every day. Um, I don't, but here's what, I, here's what I can, you know, give in exchange. I'm really good at this, that or the other. I mean, there's got to be something in it for the person on the other side. Otherwise, it's all very one-sided and it's just take, 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 take. And that's not flow, right? Flow means giving and receiving, giving and taking, all those kinds of things. So when you're going to collaborate with somebody or you're going to request a collaboration, if you really, 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 really want this collaboration to succeed, please think about what you can bring to the table for that person. You're already clear in your mind about what you can get from them but think about what you can give to them and lead with that and close with that. Do it like the feedback sandwich that we do with the little ones, you know, give them the positive and then the the, the request and then finish on the positive, <laughs> okay? Um, but that would be uh, the best way for you to build some collaborations. Um, I wouldn't bother collaborating with people who, didn't have an audience already of three or 4,000 people and that that audience was active. Um, there are a lot of people who back in the day purchased and still do um, followers and there's no point you collaborating with them because they're not your target market, right? 
Um, so do make sure that I would recommend you going to somebody's group actually and you do maybe offer a guest speaking gig because that will get you in front of uh, members or get you in front of their community. It'll get you into their email list and, and out to the 14,000 people. But you're also giving something of value to the person who's in charge of that community and to that community themselves, right? So think about, you know, being creative in terms of how you could help. Um, that's going to be the easiest way for you to collaborate and give yourself a quick audience boost, okay? So, um, creating valuable content is also really key. That just comes back to you knowing who your audience is. And I really feel like if you've done marketing with soul, you know who your audience is and you will be well able to, um, create content that's going to solve a problem for them. Okay. The problem with creating a lead magnet and holding back is it just becomes boring and people discard it and they get no value of it and they're never going to work with you. So give them something that like blows your mind, that blows their mind. Um, like for example, I ran those pop-up groups in April and they were all free and those pop-up groups were a lead magnet for me. And I grew my list from them. I grew my income from them um, and I grew my visibility from them. But although they were free lead magnets and people had an idea of what they were going to get, the feedback that I got was that they weren't expecting to get so much stuff that was so helpful, that was so results driven. Like people came out of there knowing their niche, they came out of there knowing their message, they came out of there with a business plan, they came out of there understanding what type of leader that they wanted to be and how they were going to do that. So the, do you know what I mean? So over deliver. But when I say over deliver, I don't mean like fill up the stocking with loads of stuff, like loads of junk toys. No, I mean over deliver in terms of the result, the outcome that they're going to get. And people don't always want like a one hour video training, you know. I um, just share the audios from mine and people love it because they can just listen in the car like they can with a podcast. So get creative and think about what you could do that's going to solve a problem. And it's this problem solving that's going to build your list and you're going to do that through having that problem solved via a lead magnet or through um, a collaboration or through your networking or even maybe leveraging social media. So for example, with my um, referral correspondence letters, right? I was telling you about those before. There's six of those. They're, they're totally free. Once I saw that they were taking off and that people really wanted them, I was super surprised because, as I said, I thought they were boring documents and nobody would ever be interested. It was exactly the opposite. Everybody wanted them. Um, and now it's so effective that now I have a Facebook ad for $5 a day that runs to that um, bundle. And it gets me leads every single day. So it gets me an email address every single day. Um, that person then goes into my workflow every single day. That person then usually will join Counselors Connect or one of my other programs every single day. And it builds up sales for my business every single day. So and it only costs me five bucks. So there are ways of, of doing this, but um, 
please focus on building your audience before you open your private practice or before you start looking for clients because otherwise you're doing it all backwards and it's going to feel really uncomfortable, unpleasant and I don't want that for you at all, right? This gets to be easy. It gets to be light. You're amazing. Um, Yeah, you get to do so much stuff and it's going to be so, 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 so good for you. Okay. Now, if there's anything you need at all, don't hesitate to let me know. As I said, I will pop the information for the Counselors Connect Australia group in the show notes so you can join if you're not in it. Um, Please do go visit my website and get a freebie if you haven't already. Um, And yeah, if you have any questions, please don't email me because I don't use email, as you know, but um, do send me a message on Instagram or on Facebook and I'll be more than happy to help you out and yeah let's go and create a really super successful private practice together have a wonderful day bye I hope that you loved this episode as much as I loved putting it together for you to get more resources to help you in your private practice head over to Instagram my handle is at the private practice coach and also if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business let me know I have a program called clients on demand that opens every quarter and I can absolutely get you some information for that as well you are doing an amazing job thank you for sharing your gifts with the world 